Welcome back, everybody, to Ruminating Gaming, brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. I'm your host, Lash LaRue, and today I've got a couple of Dapper Dans back with me here today. Um, two, two people actually returning to the show. Uh, and uh, first up, I'd like to introduce co-host of Brevity Box, Triple C, a.k.a. Charlie. How's it going, Charlie? Hey, Triple C's a Dapper Dan man for sure. A Dapper Dan mm-hmm. man. You know, do you understand? Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. Of course, man. Of course. I appreciate you coming back and and uh, chatting with us here. So uh, next up, we've got uh, host of Ruminations of Red Rum, all things scary related to video games and movies and things I'm too much of a wimp to watch or play. Uh, what's up, Kyle? Welcome back. In the poetic words of DMX, X going to give it to you. Okay, folks. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad to, to be you. here. Thanks for having me back. Of course, man. Of course. No, you know. Uh, <laughs> actually, I always think of that baby's mama. You ever seen baby's mama? <laughs> when he goes, if you have a baby with DMX in the door, it's going to come out going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I. It's totally uh, accurate. It is. It, to- it totally is. <laughs> so look, guys, before, before we start getting into the game talk, I've got kind of a. Uh, how do I say, kind of an external dispute that I'm trying to settle. So perhaps I can get some assistance from you two. You guys okay with that? I am great at external disputes. Great. I'm ready. All right. Speciality. Strawberry or grape jelly? I'm going to let Triple C take the lead on this oh, one. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> This is there's this. I mean, I already have a definitive answer. Okay, good. This is mo- this is way more weighted than you think it is, yeah. but but uh, that's part of the fun here. So, what are you gonna say? You got we have to say which one and why? No, just you know what? I don't need a why. I don't need a why. I just need to okay. know if I'm right. That's all I need to know. Okay, grape or strawberry jelly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we get to ask questions or is it just blanket? What question could you possibly ask about grape and you strawberry know, jelly? I'll take the lead on this one because <laughs> obviously you, Charlie's a little conflicted. <laughs> on what? I'm just saying on what? Are we talking on a um, jelly uh, sandwich? You know, <laughs> peanut butter. Okay, no, no. This is no actually fair question. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Strawberry or grape jelly? Okay. Oh, thank well you. that changes my answer. That See, changes my answer. Okay. okay. Thank you. Okay, all right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So so peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, peanut butter and jelly sandwich is going to be strawberry. Mm. Uh, but, okay. but, but, if I'm having some like eggs and ba- if I'm having a hearty breakfast, all right, <laughs> I'm talking about a hearty breakfast. A hearty breakfast. I'm gonna put, some, I'm gonna slather some butter on that toast, and I'm gonna top it with some grape jelly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that you know, I am the exact opposite, but the same logic. For me, if it is peanut butter and it's going to be great and for my reason i'm going to use uh evidence exhibit a goober grape goober grape <laughs> it's not called goober strawberry it's called goober grape those professionals decided that grape was a better companion with peanut butter and they swirled <laughs> it and it's pretty and they put it in a jar and it's fucking delicious okay and then so technically you know. We gave him four different answers right now. Yeah, so exactly. I don't know. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm still halfway right. For. Okay. So, well, then, then let me take it one step further. We're still talking about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Creamy okay, or okay. crunchy peanut butter? Mm, okay. This is a very important Shit. dispute, guys. I need, I need you to I have, dial in. I have, I have an know. answer for this already as well. Okay. <laughs> I'm, flip, I'm flipping Charlie's you world upside down, man. Go, go, you go first. <laughs> he is destroyed. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, okay. you go first. Uh, this it's crunchy. It's crunchy. It's crunchy. It's crunchy. Yeah, it's crunchy. I figured. Yeah, out. peanut butter and jelly. I'm gonna go creamy, man. I'm gonna go creamy. You know, I had a feeling I had one crunchy peanut butter person on here and one creamy. I just that was yeah. that was the feeling. Uh, he can't get creamy. he can't get two with the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. That's creamy all right. As long as as long jelly. as one of you think of so. Okay, first of all, it's grape We're very jelly. Diverse cast here. It's grape jelly and it's creamy peanut butter. In case the two of you were confused, those those are the right answers. Okay. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> 
that that falls in line with Charlie. So I guess he's the uh, winner. I guess <laughs> he's, he's, he's the peanut thing. butter and jelly sandwich champion. Good job, Charlie. He's he's the champ. You're gonna win a body next time by PB and J. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time we get together, I'm making you a sandwich. That's awesome. And Sounds good. Like Goopa, right. great. If I make a sandwich for Kyle, I got to go to the grocery store. So, all right. <laughs> Throw it in the trash, and then I got to dig it out of the trash. <laughs> That's all right. I'm trying to find that. a way to put yeah. some nuts in them peanut butter. That's right. <laughs> You're just going right. to dump both jars out in the trash. I thought you said you put nuts in this peanut butter. Oh, I did. All right. Oh, I did. Cool, cool, cool. Well, listen, uh, I wanted to get you guys together today because uh, really big news in the gaming industry uh, recently with... Uh, Microsoft acquiring Bethesda, uh, actually parent company being uh, Zenimax. And, um, you know, Bethesda has been synonymous with huge games, huge titles this past two generations and kind of leading into the next one. And, uh, you know, when I heard about this, I, I definitely wanted to get it on the cast. And I thought you two would be uh, two really good people to get on here and kind of chat with me about it. And, uh, you know, the, the legal stuff all went through, right? Um, and it, the, the deal's finalized. So Microsoft now owns Bethesda. And I just kind of wanted to get your guys' takes on how you feel. I mean, that's one of the biggest acquisitions I've ever heard of in the gaming industry. It might be the biggest. Um, and so I just kind of yeah. wanted to get your guys' take, um, maybe starting off with Kyle, where, where are you at with this? Or where are you with this with this acquisition? How do you feel about it? Uh, it's awesome. I mean, coming from somebody that mostly plays on the Xbox platform, I think it's a, a huge thing. I mean, they paid more for this than Disney paid for Star Wars, I think. So yeah, wow. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy if you think about that. Um, I think that Xbox, the way they're kind of going with their current structure and the Game Pass thing is going to be huge for Bethesda games. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's nothing but good news. Now we can get into a lot of other things, which I'm sure you have planned, but, um, as far as what I think about the whole thing, yeah, it's crazy. I think it's one of the biggest announcements in recent history, as far as the gaming industry goes. And, uh, I think it's definitely good for Xbox and Xbox fans. Right on triple C. What, what, uh, what do you think, man? What do you think about this $7.5 billion acquisition? Uh, I think I didn't make anything on it, really. Yeah, uh, they didn't give me any money, and they expect <laughs> me to pay. It's a little fucked up, really. Uh, they left. You were you were out in the beginning. cold with this one, huh? <laughs> no, you're um, you're a gamer, you know what, man? man. I think it's I'm a gamer, lifelong. <laughs> no, I I think um, it's one of those things that makes me really happy because as a fan of the Bethesda catalog. It's it's sort of concrete. It puts their future in concrete. Like it just makes it to where I know that I'm gonna be playing Fallout and I'm gonna be playing um Elder Scrolls and I'm gonna have a lot more support from a behemoth bank account, you know, that's really gonna dump a lot of production opportunity, right? Sure. At, this wide catalog of games that I would that excites me as a gamer, but excites me as a gamer who's an adult, because those games predominantly, um, from my perspective, are not made for little kids. You know, they they seem to be uh, you know, mature writing, mature storylines, mature circumstance, and they go to places and in a depth that I think is difficult to enjoy for uh kids mm -hmm. you know and so the idea that these are going to be around for a while and stuff i'm excited i'm excited as a gamer i'm excited for bethesda i'm excited for uh microsoft and xbox because i prefer xbox but mm -hmm. you know to me this is all gonna be better for my own gaming habits right like it's gonna be better stuff coming sure sure yeah and and just so everybody kind of understands where I, where I fall on this also is uh, I believe it's a huge win for Microsoft. And, um, you know, I, I have some questions about what this does with the landscape of gaming and we can get into that. But, um, you know, I, I, 
when I think of Xbox now, I think a lot of their eggs are in that Game Pass basket for a good reason. And I think acquiring a studio like this and, and getting those kind of titles into that subscription to where now people can kind of try it if they weren't going to try it before or um, you know, you can go back and, all right, well, you know what? I haven't played Wolfenstein since the nineties. Let me try and check that out real quick. So I think it's really, really smart. Great. Oh yeah. Well, and I've got some stories about that, but yeah. again, we'll get into that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys. I think it was, I think it's a really, really big win with them. And actually, uh, once that deal had closed, they had kind of a round table, uh, discussion where uh, some folks from Bethesda and Microsoft kind of sat down, they, they streamed it online and they had gone over some uh, details. And I think one of the details they went over, which I kind of consider the elephant in the room, which was exclusivity. And uh, I've actually got it here. So Phil's exact quote, what was it? It was right here. Uh, quote, this is about delivering great, exclusive games for Xbox players that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. So when that actually came out, um, I think the Xbox community exploded uh, once they found out that a lot of this stuff was going to be exclusive. Kyle, did you, did you hear about, did you hear that, about that portion of it? And if so, what, what do you think about the exclusivity portion of that? Um, I, I think that personally, Microsoft would be kind of i i think it would be wrong of them not to make it exclusive and let me tell you why it's not because a console war thing or anything like that sure. um they already have their their deals with games like um oh, what are the two that are coming out soon um death loop and oh uh tokyo uh, what was it uh yeah something it's, yeah it's on the yeah. tip of my <laughs> yeah uh, but they have two Bethesda games coming out yeah. one made by Shinji Mikami, Out, I think. Outriders? Well, no, no, something no. Tokyo, right? Um, but um, so they're going to obviously uh, stick with those deals and they're going to release it on the, the PlayStation platforms. Um, a, a lot of Sony fans are still holding up hope that that's like a loose kind of uh, explanation on what's going to be exclusive. But I mean, I don't think Sony would ever put Game Pass on their consoles. So that's going to obviously, you know, close that down immediately see and i uh, you and, you actually brought up two um, things there and i don't i don't mean to cut you off but you uh you no go ahead you uh why do you think first part why do you think that well obviously okay so sony sony fans are trying to hold out uh hoping that it's still on their platform is that what you're is that what you're saying yeah, just because he doesn't outright say yes, they're only coming to Xbox or they're only coming to he he basically says anywhere that Game Pass is, and there's already been rumors that Game Pass might come to Switch or Game Pass might eventually come to something like PlayStation, but I don't think Sony would ever allow that to happen. It would come to the Switch, I think, before it would ever come to something like PlayStation. Right, I agree personally. With that. And do do you think Microsoft would would want it on a PlayStation? Do you think that that's their, I think, their eventual model? I think that if the right deal was made, that they would allow Xbox Game Pass to be put on PlayStation. I agree. And again, that would be another huge win for them because you would boot up your PlayStation and all of a sudden you're going into Xbox apps and getting achievements and not trophies and looking at your Xbox friends list and yeah. on a PlayStation mm -hmm. console. And I don't think that they would ever do that. I just don't. Right. But... Yeah. How far is that from cross-platform gaming, though? I mean, I don't know if it's that... You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if games that are on Game Pass are allowed to be on PlayStation, and, but the, the requirement is they have to be cross-platform, then wouldn't that, wouldn't that sort of bridge that gap? I mean, would, wouldn't that allow them... Isn't that sort of the leverage there? Right, if Sony at some point in this lifespan of the PS5 thinks, well, let's just open up Game Pass for only Bethesda titles or whatever, but we those games have to be cross-platform and et cetera, right? I mean, maybe it won't be so much Game Pass, but now Sony's going to have to pay for that stuff. And if they, well, like, you know. 
Yeah, I I think that Sony already lost that war because they were the ones that were that kind of jumped into that cross-platform play in the very beginning with things like Fortnite and Rocket League and things like that. Switch and there used, there was this trailer that came out when crossplay was first a thing and it uh, had the Switch and the Xbox logo and it merged together and everybody made a big deal about it and Sony didn't want to do it. Sony was like if you play on PlayStation you're going to play on you know, our platform and we can control our ecosystem and we can control everything that goes on and make sure it's, you know, they gave the excuse like privacy and safety and all that kind of stuff. But eventually they gave in. And now I think that's why Sony's going so hard against like um, platform exclusive things like Spider-Man and the Avengers, because now they can't control crossplay. So the only thing that they can control is where they, where you buy that cross-platform game. So they're trying to get people into that, you know, into their ecosystem and things like that. He's he's absolutely right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's last generation's model though, in my opinion. So I think it, yeah, it's, it's, you know, to me, I think this is where I know it seems like Microsoft birthed all of this game pass and everything out of nowhere. But I remember when they were, it seemed like these underpinnings were in, you know, some of the other products that they were boasting on, on system releases. Uh, both for the Xbox uh, One and and then going into this one, right? They, they've been working on the future for 10, 12 years and probably been ahead of the game. You know, and uh, that's, in, in that aspect, building the architecture for this so kind much. of thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that's uh, they they definitely have. And you know, I've made I've made comments um, that, uh, and, and I think that in my eyes, that's part of the reason why Microsoft. Well, I mean, had somewhat of a generation that they had last generation, which was in my eyes, not as strong as it was the previous one there. Um, and I don't know, I mean, obviously the, the, the initial launch of Xbox one was a Rocky one. Um, you know, they had a lot of features and the thing always had to be online and, and, uh, things like that, uh, things that were people weren't crazy about. But as soon as they got Don Matrick out of there and they got Phil in there, it seemed, I, I agree with you, I, it seemed like he started getting the ball rolling on some of this. And I don't know if setting up that infrastructure kind of held back some of the really, really big titles that I, I would have liked to have seen from Microsoft last generation. But, you know, I think you're absolutely right. They're, he's building this thing. And I mean, even with this acquisition, because I was a little iffy on it when it when it initially happened, because I was concerned about what it was going to do to the landscape of gaming, right? Like I'm all for an acquisition, but when you when you buy somebody who has, you know, what, like twelve other studios <laughs> underneath it or something, you know, like yeah. uh, that's that's huge, and you're taking a really big and and Microsoft is they're not spending seven point five billion, so that. I can play it on my PlayStation. You know, that's not the end game. That's not, you know, I'll be able to play Fallout 4 and Wolfenstein 2 and all this stuff, but the stuff coming down the pike, you know, you got to have you got to have those big titles um for their service. So I agree with that. And then Kyle kind of back to what you were saying in terms of uh you know, Sony kind of making up for uh you know, because they they had kind of started off with with some of the uh, initial crossplay and stuff, I I just I think Sony's just super old school and and Charlie's right they're 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 doing a, a model from previous generation they're going to treat all their big AAA titles like big movie releases you know and but I, I don't know I just I I struggle to see that Sony won't eventually have to go to the same or a similar model that that Microsoft is doing I mean. You know how many how many uh, subscribers now for Game Pass? I think the last report was like eighteen million, close to twenty million, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, people, they, and that's yeah. Go ahead, please. That's the thing is, I don't know if I would use old school as like the right wording. It's like Microsoft has continued to be the forward thinkers, and I don't think they get enough credit for that. Now, I mean, they've taken some wrong paths. Like the twenty thirteen launch of Xbox One was a disaster. It was sure. totally wrong as far as they were forward thinking in the wrong direction but they were trying to like get ahead of the curve as far as like the tv model and all that kind of stuff right connect and all that the streaming was taking off so hard that they didn't realize that that was going to be the dominant one now i mean it's kind of like netflix and disney plus and all that netflix doesn't care 
if you watch Netflix on an LG TV, a Samsung TV, an Xbox, a PlayStation, a Switch, they just want your monthly subscription. It's the same thing Xbox is doing. And that's why I think that if Sony ever allowed you know, Microsoft to put Xbox Game Pass on their console, I think Microsoft would 100% do it. I just don't think Sony is like you said, they're very old school. I mean, that's probably also just, you know, uh, where the company is founded and stuff like that. They're, they're buried in tradition and stuff that they, they have their set of rules and, you know, they kind of follow those things. But I mean, Sony followed, uh, Xbox with party chat and Sony followed Xbox with achievements and trophies. And Sony, I mean, they're going to keep doing that. They're going to keep implementing their own, you know, way of doing things, but that's kind of where I'm losing them is I'm tired of them not being the innovators, not having the good ideas and only adapting to the good ideas, if that makes sense. No, they they can't invest the money, right? Like the the only, the thing that brings in their revenue is the place, like is their PlayStation uh, department, Mm -hmm. right? Microsoft has got a lot more coming in from outside sources. And what you had said a second ago, I mean, you referenced what I was talking about in, uh, the controversy behind the original Xbox always having to be online. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember working, I was working in GameStop at that moment in history. And I remember people being upset because yeah. they could yeah. not imagine it. And you fast forward to now, it it's not a hard thing to think that at that point in 2002 or three, that at that point, somebody's like, game the origins of game pass are happening then right and they're just waiting for the infrastructure to kind of catch up and and they start building this from the ground up by the time you get to where xbox live is really honed out even though the console launch wasn't great it almost would seem to me like the hardware was necessary and they were invested but they were clearly focused on developing that online structure that online mechanism xbox live offering games and as they've invested in game pass it's been going this direction so it's hard for me not to think that it's feasible that they'll put sony in a position where sony won't have a choice especially if i mean there's headlines out there right now that says they're thinking about acquiring sega and they're thinking about acquiring other Microsoft other small or... Japanese studios. Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they want to, they, they definitely talk... want to get into that area more. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, if they have a lot of options for people to enjoy Game Pass, you know, you were talking about console wars. I don't think console, like, truly, if you put the games on Microsoft, people are going to keep their PlayStations, but buy an Xbox. So they may exactly. love their PlayStation, but it, they're buying and that's, Xbox. that's my Unless, biggest thing you know. as a gamer is, is that, um, I agree with you guys. I think that in terms of, um, policy or, the, you know, the, the way they run their store or backwards compatibility or, uh, cross play, all that stuff, uh, here, $15 a month, you get these hundred games. I, I I do believe that they're more consumer friendly, but with there's the but it, 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 there's the but you knew the but was coming. It's coming. Oh no! Oh no! I knew. But yeah, yeah I knew. Um, big old but. And and let me reiterate. All right, I had a 360. I love Xbox. I do, but I've been really frustrated. I mean, you can you can act like my best friend, but if you don't give me the big right microsoft's got no problem with putting out really good quality titles nothing but with those upper echelon titles for me personally they were just really lacking last generation like really lacking last generation and it's and it's i got to a point where it's like okay could i do another dead space uh playthrough uh in hd you know 60 fps or whatever uh, via backwards compatibility sure but i really want to play god of war I really want to play Spider-Man. I really want to play Ghost of Tsushima. And for me, it was the titles that kept me there. Because as, as somebody who, I would say I prefer PlayStation. Um, and again, I would agree that, that Jim, Ryan, Jim, Jim Ryan doesn't give a shit about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't. Phil Spencer likes me more than Jim does. But I like, I like, the, I like the games that, that Jim's putting out. And with this acquisition, this is big. This is big because I'm all about a new Fallout. I'm all about to see what Starfield is. 
I'm all about, you know, an evil within three. I played one, one, and I haven't got through two yet, but, um, you know, I, I, this puts it back on the map and makes it really, really exciting for me because they're titles. You know what I mean? Well, and the games themselves, the IP benefits from the connectivity hi, that is going to be boosted. Mm-hmm. Hi. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's games, games like fallout 76 or probably Starfield in some capacity, I would imagine the opportunity for original content that involves other players is much stronger much easier to develop mm-hmm. i think with microsoft you know daddy microsoft <laughs> flipping them dollars into the <laughs> bank right. account that's you right know? and i mean i think that it gives those because that's one thing you can say about uh as as big and as in-depth as their projects are with fallout and with uh the elder scrolls these are huge sandbox games that are are you're free to go and do whatever and there's a ton of npcs these are huge endeavors and for these guys you can't be a fan of those games and not acknowledge that uh they're doing a great job but they clearly don't have all the money in the world or all the time in the world and maybe not the a big enough staff to hone out some of those rough edges and they do over time and you stick with it because it's amazing but this like i said uh earlier that i really think it makes it makes for me for instance fallout 76 is not something uh i think i was drawn to and i'm drawn to all the fallout games now that i know exactly it's involved with microsoft and i see where it's gonna go i'm more interested and and, and it's on game pass and it's on, and game, it's on pass. game pass and now you don't have to spend 70 dollars on it now you can well, and that's going to make the population right and that's it, it's going to be a more realized version of what they thought and that's what's so smart about this is you know that's another thing i say too is that i i subscribe to disney plus for the mandalorian right that's what i do but everything else that's on there you know now i get to watch honey i shrunk the kids you know, have my nostalgia moment. Right. And all the supplemental stuff that comes with it. And I, and, and if game pass can continue to do these acquisitions and that, you know, I would say that kind of leads me into my next point, which is with things like this, with these big kind of deals, Microsoft, I believe has come out and already said that they're not done. Right. Do you guys see a situation where all these third-party studios just get bought up and they're either with, you know, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo. I mean, do you, do you see that? Or do you still think we'll have a fair amount of third-party out there? I mean, where do these, where do these deals and these, these um, acquisitions stop? You know, how do you guys see that? Yeah, that's, the, the, that's, that's an interesting question. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's for sale. Absolutely. Like if you yep. <laughs> like, like if you propose a third-party studio with enough money, they're they're not going to say right. no. They're not going to say no. And um, I think Microsoft is slowly trying to just build to the point to where they have just a wide variety of games, and that kind of goes back. Like, okay, so this last generation, the the PS4, Xbox One generation. Some of my favorite games of all time were on that. The Last of Us 2, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, it's a masterpiece, in my opinion, despite all the controversy. And I'm going gonna, gonna to disregard all the crunchy, crunchy peanut butter stuff, Kyle. You, you've redeemed yourself. You. Go ahead. I appreciate yeah, that. Uh, that one, in the, the, trash. La- the Last of Us? I, I don't know. what you're. I've never heard of it. Is this popular? It's okay. Charlie, it's Charlie you're cutting out. <laughs> um but what xbox has done in the past four years and especially recently with game pass it's sparking this like feeling i had when i was really into the xbox 360 um generation and that's when like the big like when xbox live arcade was a thing when they did the summer of arcades yeah Yeah. when that was a thing when the games like geometry wars were being introduced and it was like your new addiction or when braid came out and it was a 2d side scroller that told one of the best stories ever um all these games and now we're getting a plethora of those in game Mm -hmm. pass and they don't have these triple a titles sure but like 
Game Pass is almost like this mini arcade of like I would say A plus A A type. I mean, granted, they have some that you may not be into, but they have a wide variety of games that are launching um, in contrast on the PS4 and PS5 for like 20, 30 bucks a pop. Right. And I'm just getting to digest these things weekly without having to pay anything. Right. And uh, like, for example, um, I just sent out a message to you, um, What Remains of Edith Finch. Oh. I know I'm late to the party on that game, but um, on PS4, it's like a $20, $30 game. On Xbox Game Pass, they just popped it in. I got to play it, and it's like a 9 out of 10 for me. Like, that game was amazing to me. And it was a two-hour experience. I'll never play it again, but I didn't have to pay for it, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, I do think that... Um, Xbox One had a lot of really good AAA titles mm -hmm. that were overlooked. Um, the fact that Remedy, Remedy yeah. the people that made Control, awesome. and made a AAA uh, game, Quantum Break, on exclusive to Xbox One, and it had super heavy hitters. Like, um, Great stories. Yeah, like it had crazy good actors, too. I don't remember yeah. all their names, but um, it had some like high-tier actors. It did. It, it, really it did. had the guy from X-Men. The Ice. It had the guy from X-Men. It guy. had... The ice the guy. Ice guy. It had uh, the actor from The Wire, and he was in Horizon Zero Dawn, actually. Oh, yeah. Another game. Um, oh, it had the Game of Thrones guy, the finger or finger. It had Little, little Finger. finger. Game there of you Thrones. go. Like, they were putting out some stuff, and of course, you still got your, you know, your Forzas, Halos, Gears, all that the kind finger. of stuff. You know, I, <laughs> what, what kind of lost me last generation was PlayStation was putting out heavy hitters, but they were all the same. They were third person action story. <laughs> I have games. A, That's it. I have a friend who, uh, oh That's my it. God, he's, he's going to let me have it that he heard that. He tells me the same shit. <laughs> and, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> third person action. Last of Us, third person action. God of War, third person yeah. action. Horizon Zero Dawn, third person action. It's like, yeah, there's no variety, yeah. but they're good. They're great. Well, but, I, I would say that there is a variety, but it's not as palatable and it's not as accessible as it is on Microsoft. I, I Now, Microsoft does have um, uh, ID Xbox, right, where a lot of the indie developers can get their stuff in and it's a really smooth transition and stuff like that. But um, I would say my counter to that would be that because um, I agree with everything that you're saying, but Sony does have a lot of variety in what they do, but those big hitters, you're right. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sameness there. There is, there absolutely is. Um, but somehow they made ghost of Tsushima, a third person action, a uh, third person action adventure game, open world seem fresh in some way. It was the combat system, no HUD, you know, the wind was kind of uh, showing you places, but with Microsoft, all of that. And I think that's the beauty of game pass is that it's all, just incredibly accessible. It's incredibly accessible. And you're because you made the point, Kyle. I can play a lot of what you have on there. Not everything, but a lot. But I got to pay 25 bucks for it. You know what I mean? And you pay $15 a month and it's you got a slew of it. So um, no, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And game, games get played more as opposed to putting people in a position. They know mm -hmm. that you have a limited budget and you're not going to go buy every game. So they know that, you know, that the idea that you're going to go and play, uh, you know, they know most people are going to play 30 minutes, sure. an hour, maybe two hours, and then they're going to walk away and go into the next game. And if it really gets them, they'll sink their teeth in. People aren't going to go to the store and buy a $70 game mm -hmm. to play and then try to take it back. And every, everybody, a few generations now, it's taken like two or three generations for it to really sink in that trading in games is uh, not effective. <laughs> it's it's not. Gaming. I bought Mass Effect 1 it's like 17 not. times. <laughs> right. And they got, I mean, you want to talk about feeling like you're going to the corner and getting something you shouldn't it's just they got you on the hook and game Pass is, uh you know sure. delivering your pharmaceuticals to your front door like cvs it's very easy you know and then <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like the crack. uber of games it is it, and then i want to take a crack at you say you know your question earlier um are we going to still see third-party games i don't think sony has the bankroll to buy the kinds of studios that Sony's not buying Bethesda. They weren't bidding on Bethesda to me. Sure. There wasn't a serious competition there. Microsoft did it. They got the deep pockets. 
they can go and buy more studios. I think that with platforms out there like Roblox and there's an easier pathway for indie game developers to produce something. Oh, sure. Um, I think, and, and part of the cool thing about games like Skyrim is mods and the mod community. And I think Microsoft is, is planning on yeah. bankrolling that and, you know, not only giving those small garage developers a way to make a few dollars, mm-hmm. but also they're going to make money on it instead of letting it be out there on steam sure. and exclusive to steam, you know? So I, I do think third-party developers are going to be there. And I think the only way you're going to get those classic third parties like IDOS used to be mm-hmm. are going to be when uh, the the big people in charge in these big studios break off and go and form their own studio. I think that's, that's probably yeah. the only way you're going to get some of these games like that, uh, uh, those third-party studios like that. So... Uh, I do think there'll be third-party developers. I think it'll be more, and I think they'll be on Game Pass, and I think yeah. those games will get played more often on Game Pass than they would trying to make people compete for their dollars from Sony. And I think the longer that timeline goes, the more it leverages uh, Daddy Microsoft <laughs> and and you know what's going on. Yeah. Yes. So before I went on my huge tangent, I'll just say that I actually do agree with Triple C on this. I think just to answer the question, I think there will there will still be um, third party companies. I just don't think there'll be as many Triple A third party companies. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think you're going to yeah. see a lot of indie developers, and I think you're going to see a lot of like A uh, to even Double A kind of developers being the third parties in the future. No, fair enough. Do you think that means more or less games? Because with well, with that much funding and you know, does it mean less games? You think it means more, more of like a a big bubble of of qualities in the middle? Well, I think I th- you know, like you were saying about Sony, yeah. is it going to all turn into third person action? Well, I think just a bunch you, of different types of stories. I think a trend that you're starting to see, uh, and not with every developer, but um, but with with certainly. I would say the majority is that you're seeing games come out quicker. And I think, I think the average time, I think the gaming industry is becoming more aligned with how much time we spend with games. And I think generally not again, not everybody is that um, most people don't want to spend a hundred hours playing the same game. Right. So I think, I think that, Again, that's something that ties really, really nice. I mean, Kyle just got t- done talking about what remains of Edith Finch. I was on Brevity uh, Box just um, a couple nights ago, and uh, I had recommended that game. It had popped into my head because Kyle had posted something. I mean, just a two-hour awesome game. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I think we're going to see more games. But that kind of leads me into another point, which is in a question for both of you which is do you feel like having this platform as a service kind of right the the game pass that kind of thing are there any concerns about um cuz now you've got sony right sony's you know naughty dog sitting there and they're like how how are we going to sell 15 million units of this co- this game right how are we going to do that how are we going to sell 15 million units at 670 bucks a pop now right and um what goes into that creative process and how you push that game out versus somebody uh, where you've got this game for service. Do you think that dynamic changes at all? Right. Um, Do you feel like any concerns about the quality of the games going down or there being less of, because I'm not quite sure how it works. I don't know if they're paid up front or how, you know, if it's, if it's player engagement, how that's all weighed out, but what do you guys, what do you guys think of that dynamic? I think um the quality of the games see i mean we're not talking about like microsoft studio published games right we're talking about just games being on game pass and in that sense microsoft's not going to oversee that stuff anyway Hmm. so a lot of perception is going to be like oh a game launches on game pass and it sucks well that's microsoft's fault why would they let a shitty game on game pass but at the end of the day um they didn't have any like creative control over that game they didn't you know oversee that game so that's not microsoft's fault Um, they tried to bring something, you know, just new and fresh and, you know, it got exposure that it wouldn't have gotten otherwise. 
I don't think that uh, the quality. I don't think that we should worry about the quality of Game Pass games unless they're being like delivered from first party Microsoft. Well, let's. Well, let, I mean, that's and I think that's yeah. a really fair point. Let's use Halo Infinite as an example, right? So, I mean, they showed that game a year ago, uh, well, eight months ago, something like that, and it was supposed to be out at the launch of the consoles, and uh, they got a lot of pushback based on how it looked and things like that. I personally didn't have any problem with it. Um, I got those old halo feelings and I was super excited. I was actually pretty frustrated when it got pushed, but um, let's just use halo as an example. I mean, if are there, I mean, maybe it's a mood point now they pushed it a year cause obviously they want to work on the quality, but something of that magnitude um, and any, no concerns at all about, you know, um, it being on day pass day and date, you're already going to have a bunch of player engagement. And if it changes that approach to, to making that game at all time frame or, you know, I'm not sure. I, I just think that Microsoft needs to get down overseeing their projects a little bit more closely. Sure. Um, cause yeah, the quality isn't nothing like a naughty dog or an insomniac. I mean, you have your exceptions, obviously, sure. uh, Tears of war five is, is one of the the best games I played last gen and the quality of it is insane, it is. but um, it is samey with the rest of the franchise. So I could see how it's kind of run its course with some people. Um, that being said, uh, I, I really think that they should start making the decisions to not just pump games out. If they're not ready. I think halo being pushed back was awesome. Me too. You see Sony do it all the time. God of war got delayed. Last of us got delayed. Um, dreams got delayed for like 42 years. Uh, so, <laughs> and then when it released, it was so, like, wait, it's out. <laughs> like, you didn't even know. Yeah. I think that last year or, or last gen rather, uh, Xbox felt like they had to make up for so many things that, and, and they've, they've heard the feedback that they didn't have enough exclusives for so long mm -hmm. that they're like, well, I mean, if it's not ready, fuck it, we just got to get it out because we don't have anything. Like, we got to get it out. And I think now that they're incorporating Game Pass and in their infrastructure, they don't need to push things out right away because they're going to have a constant influx of new games constantly rotating in and out. And I think that's going to let them take time to kind of internalize and look at their first-party studios and let them kind of take their time because there is going to be new stuff constantly. Sure. Yeah, and and... I, I completely agree with that. And I mean, it took major cojones on Microsoft's part to say, hey, because that was um, Halo's their crown jewel as we speak. And that was going to launch day and date with that console. And to make the decision, and you're launching up against a competitor to make the de decision and say, you know what, this isn't what people were looking for. We want to put more into this and to push it. Um, like I said, I was frustrated it got pushed only because I wanted to play it. But I mean, I'll never get upset for a game getting delayed. I thought, I thought that was, I think it goes case in point with, with what you're saying is that um, the moves that they're making and the things that they're trying to, trying to do and being in more, more involved with the creative process. And cause that's the other thing I'm not, it, nobody's really come out and said it necessarily. Maybe I've missed it, but I'm getting the sense that Microsoft is stepping back a little bit in terms of the creative process, but like still putting more emphasis on overseeing it and just ensuring the quality and stuff like that. But, um, scale bound comes to mind, you know, platinum games. God, I wanted to play that. though. I know, I know scale bound. I was, was so that, yeah, I was so excited for that game. I know it, it's platinum. I mean, platinum's never, they've always put out a quality game. It's, you know, never, never had a game canceled. And then back in the day they're working with Microsoft and it gets canceled. So I don't know. I just get these kind of underlining feelings that like, Mike, I mean, especially when you buy Bethesda for 7.5 billion, you're not going to tell Bethesda, Hey, we're going to tell you what you guys are making, you know? So I'm pretty, pretty excited about the approach that they're taking. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And on that note too, like we're, I think we're finally getting to that, that cusp, that turning point that us Xbox fans have been waiting for, for so long, mm -hmm. because now, since they have so many first party studios, they could like PlayStation with their first party lineup, they release like two, three temple games most a sure. year. Like with with what they got going and with all the work in the pipeline, Microsoft can release a first party studio like every month. Yeah. Or a first party game like every month. Yeah. If they really wanted to, once they get that like time frame down. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure. No, I, well, I, I mean, case in point, I got a space right over there. Uh Xbox Series X shows up on Wednesday, so I'll be a pig and shit, cool. man. Yeah, and I'm, you know, because, uh, yeah, this has all got me really, really jazzed, actually. Um, 
On that note, actually, I mean, yeah, go ahead, please. Sorry, man. Yeah, I mean, having been a, a gamer as long as I've been a gamer, and um, you know, I think that I preferred Sega when it was still making consoles yeah. over everybody. <laughs> And for me, Microsoft sort of, for some reason, maybe right or wrong, it just felt like, okay, if you liked Sega the most, you were probably going to go to Microsoft. That's interesting, right? yeah. But uh, the hardware from the beginning, I find it, if I really, it just kind of occurred to me while you guys were going over this, and especially all the details that's, that are being talked about in the history of those games and studios. Uh, developing games that are canceled i just feel like the difference between the way that they view their customers is microsoft seems to be wanting to push the evolution of the gaming experience mm -hmm. in a lot more of the um, they're trying to redesign how that motor works right. whereas sony is still putting hydraulics and rims and <laughs> You know what I mean? They're not really like rebuilding rims. the car. <laughs> no, right, they're right. just like, this is pretty. I'm not saying they're not. I like All rims too, are the same, that's Charlie. The extent, yeah, right. That's the extent of what they're doing, right? Yeah, they're still right. putting out that that thing, the, 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 the bread and butter, and they're good at it. Yeah. I'm not taking that away from them. But they, they, they haven't been pushing the envelope with, with the exception of maybe the, uh, the VR. I think is maybe I can't yeah. I'm not including that because I do think that was a, a a great piece of hardware, but just console wise, even with the PS5 and the Series X comparison, to me the Series X has got more yeah. shelf life, less likelihood that there'll be another like i don't believe it'll be like the xbox one was where there was a one s and a one this and a one and it's going to keep getting more versions. I think it's meant for you to have one box on your uh, right there yeah. for a long period of time. And they've given developers a lot of great ways to take advantage of the machine. Mm -hmm. They're building the backbone online. It's going to change the gaming experience. And with Bethesda's acquisition and sort of to my reference about, uh, you know, how Fallout 76 or Starfield, if they're building the backbone for that kind of gaming experience mm -hmm. and that's where gamers are going and I've been gaming for 30 years right. plus the kids that are six and 10 that are gaming in this time now in 10 years, are they going to recognize without some major announcement and development from Sony? Are we really thinking that Sony's going to go, you know what? We just reinvented how you're going to game online. Come on over, everybody. And it's supposed, how's it going to get, how are you going to get people back once they're used to well, Game yeah. Pass and all yeah. the, because I mean, look, you were talking about all the games that got, like the difference between older generations of Microsoft and Sony gaming experience. For me, from Xbox, from that original Xbox, the online component was always better until maybe PS3. Oh yeah, I, I didn't. Four. Yeah, there's right, yeah, and so that's yeah. that's where they've put their dollars, mm -hmm. and to this day, I that's a huge part of yeah what I think has made them. My, Microsoft's and, and infrastructure like, is second to none. And Kyle's right. I've been waiting for them to to be where they're at. You're right. We're just getting to that point, and I'm totally excited. Right? There's yeah. a there's a 25 year old me inside that's ready to see Sony being like. Okay, we're second best. Yeah. Well, see, because I'm, I'm but that's that's a really fair point because, you know, like I said, as I see it in my eyes, I've I've enjoyed the titles that Sony's been pushing out. And one could argue, oh, you know, uh, Sony's putting out all this stuff. Microsoft has no games, right? Um, but as, like you said, as a gamer for 30 years and I see the cadence of things and I see the evolution of things, I'm, that box is not gonna last it's not gonna last it's gonna come on my lg tv and with microsoft already being in the boat like sony's gonna be left in a really yeah. awkward position here really awkward position you know jim ryan's yeah. adamant oh we're not putting any of our big triple a stuff on any on playstation now which was is in my opinion trash um 
you know, it's right. absolutely criminal. <laughs> I cannot play Metal Gear Solid One on a PlayStation Five. Um, you know, yeah, I that's something I can get violent over. Um, but yeah, you know, um, yeah, it's I, I I can't disagree with you. I think it's it's really exciting. It's why I'm I'm excited to get back into um, that ecosystem. And uh, man, I really want to play Ori. I really want to check out Ori. It's well, if I gave you the choice, but I said this in Discord before, but I think it, I'm going to stand by it. If I gave you a choice between a brand new, top of the line Toyota Camry, and a <laughs> I don't, brand I don't new, like this analogy. Top of the line BMW, <laughs> like what? Like, what? Pick a pick a really nice series, okay? What M five series? I mean, right. Which one are you? You know they're both great cars. I want to play, I wanna run play the car that comes with The Last of Us Part Two. I want to yeah. play I mean, Ghost of Tsushima. There's no HUD, Charlie. There's no HUD. No HUD. Yeah. The wind shows you where to go, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dude, it's so funny. Microsoft to me is the BMW. You'd hit man. that fucking button, man, and you'd look around and you're like, wait, which way is the wind blowing? you're like wait is that is that right yeah all right well you know what hey we're getting into game's beautiful to watch i mean oh that game's beautiful to watch my god yeah. my god um we're we're kind of brushing up against some of these titles that we're excited to play and what i wanted to do uh kind of going into the the end of this a little bit is kind of go over maybe some of your guys's favorite bethesda moments you've ever you know, that you can remember that, you know, any memories, any, any nostalgia that you want to tap into. I know I've got a couple, but, um, you know, Kyle, when, when you think of Bethesda titles, what, what does that bring you back to any, any fond memories of that? Thank you everybody for listening to part one of our deep dive on the Microsoft Bethesda acquisition. Join me, triple C and Kyle next week for part two and listen to us wrap it up with some final thoughts and get into some of our favorite Bethesda gaming moments.